Oh, you boys, they my brothers, they my friends. Yeah. I let Coach Sumlin, yeah. I let the stoop. The entire first half, we got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money, and all we wanted to do was have pouty expressions on our face. Hello and welcome to the Around the Twelve podcast. My name is Tanner Price and I'm here with my co-host Greg Hawkert. Greg, how was your Super Bowl Sunday, your Super Bowl weekend? What did you do? Did you have fun? I could ask you questions for days. I didn't do too much, to be honest with you. Um, unfortunately, my wife had a doctor's appointment in Tulsa. So uh, I was just chilling watching the Super Bowl by myself. But, I mean, it was a good game, so I didn't mind. Didn't yeah. Didn't really watch the third quarter, though. Turned it off for a little bit, <laughs> went and did my own thing, then uh, turned it back on, and all of a sudden the Chiefs were, were winning. I was kind of kind of surprised. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was a really good game. Honestly, a classic. I think the 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 last penalty there was... It, it was the right call, but maybe don't make that call at that point in the game. But Yeah, it's really tough. I like, I've hated how how much people have been droning on and on about this one play. So maybe we probably we probably shouldn't do that, but I'll just say one thing about it. You I always hate when officials refuse to like actually call anything in the last like minute or so of a game because they're like scared of this of what's happening right now. But also at that same time, the stuff that's been 50-50 all game and that you haven't been calling, you can't all of a sudden call that in the last minute and expect it to just like go over well because that type of hold happens on almost every play yep like yep. It, it and it rarely gets called so that's those are my two cents but all the talk shows that have just been it's like wednesday people are still talking about this i'm just like guys it's basketball season we've got better <laughs> things to get to it Tre- is nba tread deadline college basketball it's all it's uh we're in full swing right now it is basketball season but you know it's starting this week greg I don't. I don't know what what is starting. I know your favorite thing is international cur- curling, but that's mm-hmm. that's not that's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about baseball. Baseball is starting this week. Um, Greg, do you know do you know much about baseball? Do you know anything about baseball? Well, I know the rules of baseball. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. I I personally do not watch a lot of college baseball until the uh, playoffs roll roll around the then, College World Series. Yeah, the yeah. regionals, super yeah. regionals. I, I always think the regionals are really entertaining uh, when they play them because they play them at the college campuses. I think that's a lot of fun, but I don't, I don't particularly take in a lot of baseball. I watch more softball though. I was watching a little bit at my desk at work today. I'm not gonna lie to you. Come on, man, stealing money out here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we're not gonna, we're not gonna get really deep into baseball this year. Um, we don't one have, well. I enjoy baseball. I enjoy watching college baseball, but it's going to be difficult to cover every game all the time. So we're just probably going to give some updates throughout the season, top 25, where teams are ranking. Maybe once we get closer to the to the end of the season, uh, the regionals, super regionals, college world series, uh, we might dive into it a little bit more. A little bit more, but for now, we'll just cover the top 20, the preseason. Yeah, the Big 12 teams who are in. The preseason top 25. So that would be Oklahoma State at 9, TCU at 15, and Texas Tech at 24. And these all come from D1Baseball.com. Why why isn't Texas in there? 
Aren't they like usually a top ten team? Yeah, Texas has a traditionally very good baseball team. I'm not entirely sure what happened, whether it was um, transfers, transfers or graduation. I, 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 honestly, people come to Texas. They, they transfer into Texas to play baseball. They don't transfer out. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure it's probably more so graduation or getting drafted than transferring out. So. That's interesting. We'll have to look more into that. Yeah, that kind of shocks me. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on that throughout the throughout the rest of the year. But that's, yeah, that's pretty much it for right now. I think the season starts tomorrow. It might even start tonight on Thursday the sixteenth. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, Greg, we are uh, we're still doing pretty well in basketball. Our our picks are going well. We're we're solidly above five hundred. We kind of had a little bit of a rough week this last week. My my, just tradition of picking all the home teams when I don't know who to pick really didn't pay off very well for me because I think road teams on Saturday were four and one, which was really really shocking. Um, and and we can get into those games in a second, but yeah, our records. I'm I'm sitting at forty and twenty one, and Tanner is at thirty seven and twenty four. So. Even though we had a lot of different picks last week, I still managed to be three games ahead of you. <laughs> still. Just, just steady, steady three-game lead. I got really, really excited on Saturday because I was like, holy cow, I got this I got this figured out. I went four and one. <laughs> um, I got the two upsets. But, yeah, then the week came around and that was not the case. Well, we were both right about Texas Tech having an upset this week. We just didn't pick them to have two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, okay. You know what? Before we before we run through these games, Lubbock is upset city. Like, there's that's what I tried to tell you. There's I, I tried to tell you. You know, they were dead this almost this whole season, and I said the second Texas rolls in, it is going to be sold out and it's going to be super loud. Which it wasn't sold out, but well, it was super loud. <laughs> it was super loud. Oh man, yeah. Okay, so Saturday. This past Saturday, we have Texas beating West Virginia by a whole 34 points. Yeah, I don't think Texas actually missed a shot in this game, to be honest with you. They had, like, I don't know, the final score was 94-60. Uh, to 60. <laughs> So, I mean, you almost dropped 100 points in a college basketball game. They shot uh, they shot almost 60% from three. Um, so that's that's... Really, really, really difficult to do. Yeah, even and, even in your home gym, and to hold your opponent to sixty points—that's that's really that's pretty solid. Um, then we have Kansas beating OU by twenty-two in Norman. Uh, I mean, that's just Kansas doing what Kansas does. OU's been struggling recently. Um, they they had a they had a good win this on Tuesday, but on Saturday that was. Not something that you'd like to see if you're an OU fan. Kansas is coming on really strong right now, and uh, yeah, I, I think that Bill Self has them like rolling at the right time because they a couple of weeks ago. I mean, I still remember talking about how TCU beat them by 20 in at Fog Allen. So uh, none of that's happening right now for Kansas. At least this past week, it didn't. Because um, yeah, they didn't. They did not even. They did not even break a sweat. Uh, at OU, winning by 20-plus. Yep. So. yep. And then Baylor beats TCU by four, so a nice close game in Fort Worth. So TCU loses at home. Um, they're still, at least on Saturday, this past Saturday, they were still without Mike Miles and Eddie Lampkin, which I think kind of 
showed in this game. I think if they have both of those guys back, they probably win by four on the other side. So, yeah, I think yeah, I this honestly was closer than I thought. Like I, I really thought. Maybe it was because it was in Fort Worth, but I really thought Baylor might just come in and, and, and beat them by 10, 15 points without, uh, without like you said, their two best players, So, or TCU's two best players. So uh, if you're TCU, you would have liked to have somehow pulled that one out because you kept it that close. Um, but they just have – have they – how, are they what what losing streak are they on? So like, have they won see. a game without Mike Miles yet? No, no, they haven't. They they have gone on a pretty solid losing streak. Um, if my I can look if my laptop would work, but yeah, so they've they've lost a couple games in a row here. They're on a four game losing streak. Yep. Yeah, and I think that's well, yeah, that's that's pretty much since. At least Mike Miles went out. Yeah, so. for two weeks. Two yep. weeks. And then we have Oklahoma State beating Iowa State by eight in Ames. So I picked this correctly. Um, it was kind of a surprise to everybody. It was a surprise to me. Iowa State was undefeated at home before Oklahoma. Oh, wow. Oklahoma State. It was hard for me to say Oklahoma there. Before Oklahoma State came in, um, it was just a good solid game by Caleb Boone. Uh, gosh, why am I blanking on Bryce Thompson? Caleb Asbury had a really good game too. I think um, it was really close. It was a fun uh, last few minutes of that game. Uh, defense all over the place, and and one of the most physical games I think of the year. That was the general takeaway from both sides. Um, refs were put in a really tough spot. Just I mean, guys were just. <laughs> The de- the defense was really good, but it was very physical, um, and I just uh, I don't know how that's going to translate later on uh, when you get other uh, other refs from different conferences um, that haven't seen this type of physical play. But for now, it made for a really good game. Yes, yes, it did. And then the last game on Saturday, we had uh, Texas beating Kansas State by eight. Also unexpected. Texas also- Tech. Yes. Oh yeah, sorry, Texas Tech. My bad. Um, beat Kansas State by eight. So, yeah, Kansas State has had a rough week. Uh-huh. They yeah. What let's see. What did they do? What did they do last week? They lost to Texas by three, and then, well, they beat TCU by twenty one. So, they have one good. Yeah, I mean they they're they're in their last four. one and three. They have they have that one win, and it was a really good win. But, um, we'll get to this when we talk about the weekday games here in a few minutes. But uh, losing to the bottom two teams in the Big 12 in one week. Um, given, yes, they're both road games, but last and second to last place teams in the Big 12, you you want to win both of those. I mean, that's that's not really... You can't, you can't have those losses. Yep, yep. So I picked this upset, and then on Monday, Greg picked Texas to beat... Or, wow, I'm messing this up. Texas Tech to beat Texas. Uh, and that, his wish came true sometimes... A blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while, but uh. <laughs> no, I knew this. Was, let me tell you, I knew that this one was going to happen. I had this. I had this bookmark. I was ready for that pick. You did. You were right. And so that's that's two top fifteen teams that Tech has taken down at home in one week. They've taken down another top fifteen team. Of what was it? A week and a half ago, something like that. Um, but 
in their last, I want to say, three or four home, or excuse me, four or five home games, they've taken down three top 15 opponents. So that's, that's they're, very solid. They're a really young team, and they're an abnormal like last place team in a conference because normally those are guaranteed wins almost, um, especially for a team like Texas who is, I mean, Texas is still first place in the conference, um, or tied for first, I should say. But normally these are guaranteed wins, but Texas Tech is not a normal last place team. Uh, they're very young, and so with young teams, a lot of times like you'll have a game where it just all comes together, or a week where it all comes together. And then you'll have other games, like their game last week against Oklahoma State, where they had it, they just made really, really poor turnovers in the second half and uh, weren't able to come out on top. So you uh, with young teams, you got to live with the highs, or live with the lows, but also the highs can be nice sometimes. And yes. They haven't had many of those this year, but I think winning these games these last couple weeks have been promising. Yes, for sure. And then Baylor beating West Virginia by 12, also on Monday. That's That game was in Waco. It's kind of what you expect from a Big 12 home team, just going out and getting a good solid win. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, and, and again, one of the best teams in, in the conference. So uh, West Virginia would have liked to have had that one. It would have been really nice for their resume. But like you said, it, it's we both had Baylor. It's kind of what you expected. Right. And then on Tuesday, Kansas beats Oklahoma State by 11 in Stillwater. Um, I know a lot of people got up, got hyped for this game. Gallagher-Iba was rocking, but Kansas just played really well. They they shot the lights out and um, did not give Oklahoma State a real chance to come back in this. Uh, it was a good game, um, but Kansas, like I said, is just hitting their stride. And uh, two road wins in Oklahoma uh, this week. So Yeah, solid, solid road trip. Um, then you got... Oklahoma beating Kansas State by 14 in Norman. Oklahoma had been on a skid. This was probably the most surprising game of the week to me. Um, I didn't see this one coming. OU has shown no form of life since they beat Alabama. Like, what was that, three weeks ago at this point? Something like that. And to beat, like I said, Kansas State... Kansas State does not seem to be the same team away from home as they are when they're playing in Manhattan. In the, I just don't know what it is. In the Little Apple? In the Little Apple, yeah. I, I don't know what it is um, that you... I, there's an art to winning road games, I think, um, in this conference especially. And Kansas State's just not there yet. And, and, and it's tough because it's hurting their... Uh, it, it, it's hurting their seeding in the tournament, but that's a that's a later topic. So yeah, that's that's a special segment. We'll we'll talk about it later. Um, and then we got on Wednesday, yesterday, Iowa State beat TCU by eleven in Ames. So they they bounced back from losing to Oklahoma State at home. Um, TCU still still on their on their skid here. It's not looking great for them. No, they're like I said the last two weeks. They're just hoping and praying that Mike Miles is able to come back as soon as possible. And I think, from what it sounds like, uh, it will either be this Saturday against OSU or, or very shortly after that. I, I think he's close to being back, and he couldn't come back soon enough for them. Yep, yep. I was just actually reading a little article that said he will be for sure. He 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 will be for sure back against Oklahoma State. He was supposed to be back against Iowa State, but he wasn't. Um, feeling 
100% quite yet, so they held him out for that game. Okay, so that's that's all of the games from the previous week. I'm just going to kind of run through the top 25 here before we get into Bracketology with Greg. Um, Kansas is at 5, Texas is at 6, Baylor at 9, Kansas State at 12, Iowa State at 19, and TCU at 22. Also, receiving votes was Oklahoma State this week. And I know previously we ha- we haven't mentioned, but West Virginia has been receiving votes almost every week for the last month up until this last week. So um, now, ladies and gentlemen, everybody, it is time for Bracketology with Greg. So we've definitely had some changes since last week. I think, uh, like we just read off with a lot of the a lot of the results we had, there there were a few surprises, um, and it definitely affected the seating. So uh, we are referencing because there are a lot of projected brackets out there. We are referencing uh, ESPN's Joe Lenardi, who he is kind of the bracketology guru. He's I'd say is probably his brackets are usually the most well most looked at i thought you were the bracketology guru no 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 i i am i'm referencing someone else's (laughs) someone else's quality work that he does for a living um but i'd say his are his are probably the most popular brackets to to look at um just because he's been doing it for so long uh so if you're confused by the seedings we're reading off you're seeing something different chances are you're not wrong either. I'm just referencing ESPN's guy. So uh, the lone number one seed in the Big 12 after their two road wins in uh, at OSU and at OU is Kansas. Uh, so Kansas uh, has that last number one seed, which um, which would be huge. I don't know if they'll be able to keep that up because the schedule in the Big 12 is unforgiving, but it would be nice to see a Big 12 team get a number one seed. I would say that at least one or two Big 12 teams deserve a number one seed. And then Texas and Baylor are both sitting at two seeds after, uh, uh, well, uh, an undefeated week for Baylor, 2-0. Uh, and then Texas uh, split their games, really impressive win over West Virginia, uh, but then dropping that game to Tech. Well, Tanner and I think that that's not really a bad loss because I think Tech is a lot better than their record shows. The committee may not look into it that deep. So tech is, or tech Texas is a two seed currently, um, and then Iowa State is sitting at a three after going one and one this week. Kansas State is sitting at a four, um, although they need to start winning some of these road games, um, or they're going to continue to fall. TCU is at a five, even even after their four game losing streak, they're still sitting at a five seed, which is shocking to me um and we'll see how it plays out uh after they get Mike Miles back but that Kansas State not falling more after losing those two and TCU staying in a five seed are probably the two biggest shockers for me uh and then to finish it out Oklahoma State is at a nine they uh jumped up to an eight all the way after uh beating Iowa State in Ames and, and then fell to a nine after losing to Kansas and then West Virginia has fallen to an 11 seed, they are currently sitting in the last four buys. Um, so West Virginia and OSU, but more so West Virginia, still very much in the bubble. Um, although with another loss or two, OSU will find them w- themselves right back in that 
spot West Virginia is in. So that is the updated bracketology. Tanner, does anything stand out to you in that? Um, <clears throat> I think personally, I think Texas should be a one seed. I think the fact that TCU is currently projected as a five seed really shows how highly they think of Eddie Lampkin and Mike Miles. Um, I'm surprised Kansas State's still at a four seed. Me too. But Me too. I guess you know what? These are all projections. These this is not real right now. We're we're acting like it's real. But um when it comes down to it, I think the final seeding of everybody is gonna be based off of how they do in a conference tournament. And so I think if Kansas State goes out and loses in the first round, yeah, then then I think that would be reflected in their tournament seeding. I think there's a real kind of like jostle right now for that fifth and sixth place spot in the Big 12 um, between Iowa State, Kansas State, TCU, OSU. Um, Tech, OU, and West Virginia have pretty much cemented themselves in the 10, 9, and 8 uh, spots. But in the Big 12 tournament, you you want to not have to play on that Wednesday night, that first night. Um because it is only two games. It's seven versus 10 and eight versus nine. And uh, it gets real, real tough for a, for that seven seed to make a run in the in the tournament. Because to win the tournament, you have to play four days in a row. Uh, and that just gets really difficult. So, uh, Tanner, you're looking at the standings right now. What do, what do we have? Who's the current seven seed? The current seven seed is TCU. And... We'll get to this in a second, but they play the six seed OSU. Well, six seed, the sixth place team in the Big Twelve at the current moment, OSU this weekend. So that that's a huge game right there for both of those teams. Yep, yep. That is that's going to be a really exciting, fun game. Um, so let's go ahead and do a quick little run through on the upcoming games this week. So. On Saturday, February 18th, we have Texas at West Virginia. Um, Greg, who you got there? Tech fans are going to hate you. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Texas Tech at West Virginia. Um, West Virginia, they can't lose this game. They're on the bubble now. They should be feeling the pressure, and they've got to win every home game. So I'll take West Virginia. Uh, okay. Tech fans, I know that I've just said Texas like 10 times this episode, and I'm very sorry. But let me make it up to you and let you know that I'm picking Texas Tech <laughs> in this basketball game. I fully expect Tech to just continue the, the run that they've been on and go to Morgantown and just take just get a W. That's all. Is it time to put Tech on the bubble? <laughs> Some people have been talking about it. Um, they have a chance to move out of the last place. That's a good point. point. That's a good point. Um, I think they also seriously could make a fun little run in the Big Twelve tournament. But man, that would suck for whoever has to match up against them in the first round, too. Yeah, yeah. But that that <laughs> that'd be kind of fun to keep an eye on that, as we will definitely be doing. But Greg, the next ge- whoa. <coughs> Wow, I'm not having a great night tonight. Okay, uh, the next game we have is OU at Texas. Greg, who you got there? Texas. I have Texas at well as well. They have been rolling at home. They've been rolling away from home. Besides, 
there. Uh, lost it. Or no, they beat Kansas State last week. They've been rolling in general. Uh, they just lost to Tech, but that's a rivalry, so it doesn't count. Yes, well, it counts, <laughs> but. <laughs> and then we have Iowa State at Kansas State. I have Kansas State. This is two middle of the pack teams in the Big Twelve. I'm gonna take the home team. I really struggled with this one because, truth be told, I just kind of wanted to pick different from you to make it a little bit more interesting, but I just can't pick Iowa State struggles away from home. Like, this isn't just like it's a 50-50 game we're going to pick the home team. This is like Iowa State, I think, is what, like 3-6 and six away from home? 2-6 two, two and six away from home. And Kansas State has had a tough week, but they lost both games were on the road. And they need a win, and, and they're back in Manhattan, the and Little Apple, thirteen and one at home. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to take Kansas State too, as much as I wanted to pick <laughs> Iowa State. And then we have Oklahoma State at TCU. Man, this one is tough. I actually am going to take TCU. I'm going to check. I we have our predictions written down for. I was actually going to flip too, but now that you flipped. <laughs> Well, you just told me I'm that Mike Miles was playing, so TCU's, I mean, what better way to end a losing streak than their star player coming back at home and, and getting wrecked a, and beating a team that just beat you two weeks ago? I'm going to take Oklahoma State on this one. I can't believe you flipped on me like that <laughs> after I was going to flip. Oh, it's like we got, like we're double crossing each other here. And then, so Greg's taking TCU on that one. I'm taking Oklahoma State, just in case that wasn't clear for anybody. Um, <laughs> Then we have Baylor at Kansas to round out the Saturday games. Greg? Again, I struggled with this one, but I'm going to take Kansas. I said it to, no, like four weeks ago. It's like Kansas doesn't lose at Fog. And then TCU beat them by 20. They're not losing at the Fog again. Not, not, two, not two times in a year. All right, just because you said that, I am going <laughs> to change mine because, because you made that prediction. So... There you go. Kansas fans, just so you know, you're going to be losing to Baylor at home this upcoming Saturday. Just so and you know. I'm the person to blame. For yes, that. and Greg is the sole person to blame. Not Coach Bill Self, not any of the players. Greg. <laughs> and then we got uh, the weekday game. So Monday, February 20th, Oklahoma State at West Virginia. Greg, who you got there? I've got Oklahoma State. I think that they will be able to go on the road to a tough West Virginia team and and win. Uh, they did it against Iowa State. Um, they'll also need a win if my prediction of them losing at TCU is correct. So I'm going to take Oklahoma State. So when we went through bracketology, we had West Virginia as an 11 seed. Yeah, they are currently very much right on that bubble. Okay, so Saturday, Saturday they have... Uh, Texas Tech at home, which they, that's a, they have to win that. I am taking Tech in that game, but for this Oklahoma State at West Virginia game, because they, again, going back to my pick, because they lost to Tech, they need a win. They are going to be desperate. They're going to be fighting. They're, they are doing everything they can to get in the tournament, so I'm going to take West Virginia on this one. Then we have Kansas at TCU. Greg, who you got there? I will take Kansas on this one. I'm going to take Kansas on this one. This one's going to kind of be a revenge game, I think, for yep. for the yep. Jayhawks. They lost 
they lost by 20 at home. They're going to try to come in and ruin TCU's day. I think yeah. that's just that's just what it's going to be. Um, so then we got three games on Tuesday, February 21st. We have Baylor at Kansas State. Greg, who do you got there? I will take Baylor. We just talked about Kansas State's tough uh, or good home record, but I think that Baylor is about to prove that I think that they're the top three teams in Baylor, Texas, and Kansas in the Big 12 right now are about to start to separate themselves ever so slightly. And I think this is going to be a perfect game to show that. I think another game that showed that was Kansas winning in Stillwater the other night. I think this one's going to show it too. I'll, I'll, I'll take Baylor to beat Kansas State. All right. I'm going to take Kansas State because Kansas State's 13-1 and at home, soon to be 14-1, and soon to be 15-1 and after this Baylor game. So I have Kansas State. Then, Greg, we have Iowa State at Texas. Um, I'm going to go with Texas on this one. They Texas is rolling. I, I yeah. think I think Texas is the best team in the conference. Yeah, I I have no idea who the best team in the conference is. I, I know who the three best teams are. I don't know who the best one, is at, best one is out of the three of them. I'll take Texas as well. Iowa State already beat them once earlier in the year, uh, sort of um, – Sort of a revenge game, being that the um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on the point guard's name that transferred to Texas. Um, I'm blanking on his name, but I think Texas will. Uh, I think Texas will win this one at home. All right. Okay. Tyrese so, Hunter. Yes. By the way, Tyrese Hunter. There we go. Iowa State guard last year as a true freshman played really well. Transferred to Texas. So then the last game we have Texas Tech. Everybody, Texas Tech, not just Texas. We got Tech at OU in Norman. Greg, who you got? I'm going to take Texas Tech. This will be a battle for ninth place in the Big 12. And I, uh, OU doesn't have much of a home court advantage these days. Even though they beat Kansas State, there was about 10 people in the arena. So I'm going to take Texas Tech because I expect about the same number of people to show up for that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm also just going to roll with Tech on this one. Um, Greg, I have a question for you. Hmm. So, you know how everybody fills out your March Madness bracket? Oh, it's my favorite time of the year. Okay. What are your thoughts about you and me doing a Big 12 championship bracket? Just you and me. We oh, could that, post that it to our listeners, a, That would be too. a really good idea. I think we should. Okay. Well, I think, I think that week we'll have to change up the way we record and post because it starts on a Wednesday. So we'll probably have to record like that Tuesday and then post it okay. before the, before the um, uh, tournament starts. Okay. That'll be that'll our be, like, exception. <laughs> yes. That'll be our exception. Um, and then we'll probably have to do the same for March Madness, but yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll let everybody know when we're, when we're dropping um, in the next couple of weeks. Um, but it will be Thursdays unless, unless we say otherwise. Yes. Uh, and, and, and the only reason it would change would be, for these special occasions like the Big Troll Tournament, in which it's one of the biggest events of the year, you gotta you gotta talk about that before it happens. Oh, you have to. Yeah. So, Greg, we have uh, the Big Twelve has five more conference games. It's wild that we've that we're already we've almost, cruised through basketball season. I think it's tough because, and there's no way it, it, it it's not possible for the NCAA to like make any changes to this really, unless they shortened the basketball season. But I think it's really difficult for people, myself included, 
to watch and like really get into basketball in November when, I mean, football is just in full swing at that point. And then December rolls around and you've got the Big 12 championship game and you've got bowl games. The NFL still in, you know, also in full swing. So it's kind of tough. And then I, okay. I really get into it in January and then it just feels like it flies by. Yeah. Yeah. There's like nine games. There's like nine games in February, nine games in February or in January, nine games in February and like one game in March. And that's. And then the tournament. And then the tournament. Yeah. yeah. But I, I mean, it, it's there's there's nothing they can do about it. It's just I think I think that the whole country really that's just like a people start to. I saw a video today that was like, if you've missed, if you're just now tuning into college basketball because the Super Bowl's over, Mm-mm. I'm like, if anyone's just now tuning into college basketball, they're they're a little too late. But yeah, well, oh, I had a oh, I just I have a question for you, Greg. I'm just I'm just spitballing here to just to have some fun with Greg. So. We know that Tech is probably not making the tournament. OU might make the tournament. They might not, depending on what happens, unless they go on like a crazy wild run um, in the tournament. Both of those teams, let's say that they both accept bids to the NIT. Because I think they would both be good enough to get into the NIT. Do you think that either of them could make a run? Maybe, um, I I could see it more so for Tech than OU, and that's only because of what we said earlier. Just with like Tech having such a young team, if if they can get some of those young guys playing really well, um, I think that there's a chance they could go on a run. But the NIT's weird. Oftentimes, I, I the teams that are like just narrowly missed out on the in March Madness, like don't. Like, they're not, even though they're a top seed in the NIT, they don't actually really, it doesn't guarantee them success in the NIT. The only, the only time I've ever watched the NIT is when Oklahoma State was in it, like, four years ago. And <laughs> and it was it was interesting, but I just, it's right. it's it's just very much overshadowed. You're you're joking, right? These, these champion teams are all very, very well-known teams. But the years in which they won, they weren't... I mean, they weren't, they weren't one of the best 68 teams in the country. So it's, that's fair. Okay. It's just like it, it is a good tournament, and, and if you're if you that's why that's why I pull for or I would pull for Tech in that sense because when you have a young team, it means a lot more because it's like these guys, you know, they went through some growing pains. They were good enough to make it into the NIT, not quite into the NCAA, but just enough to the NIT. And if they can go on a run, that's huge momentum for next year. Whereas if you got a team with like mixed in with some more seniors and, and, and upperclassmen and you're in the NIT, I, you kind of want more for your seniors. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, I get it. I understand. Well, will you watch any NIT games? If there's a Big 12 team in it, I will most definitely watch some NIT games. And if it's on TV, like if I If it's watch, actually on TV. Yeah, yeah if I can actually watch fair. it. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. I'll have it on for sure. Um, Greg, who's been your favorite, who's been your favorite team in the Big 12, maybe outside of Oklahoma State? Who's been your favorite team or like the most intriguing or most exciting to watch? That is a tough question. I would, hmm. 
That is a really tough question. I mean, I've got some personal biases that get in the way of a few teams. So I'll, I'll fully admit that. I won't say who they are. But I think after watching after watching what Kansas did to OSU the other night, I really, really like watching Grady Dick play basketball. I think that he's going to be a good NBA player. And he's one of those guys that you just you hate him because he's not on your team. Like you really do, and the students give him a lot of crap, and and it's it's simply because one his name and two most importantly because he's good. Uh, so I I I'd say Kansas, and I know that that's kind of the you know that's a stereotypical answer, but the way they've been playing lately, I I really like what they're doing. And honorable mention Baylor. Um, I I said it the other week. I thought Baylor might be the best team in the Big Twelve. I I still I still feel that they're if not one. They're, they're two or three. What about you? Well, I could go I could go a bunch of different directions. And my, my mood on this has kind of changed because Iowa State, like when they play on the road, they're not they're not the Iowa State at home, so that doesn't like my justification for that isn't really all that great. Honestly, I think it's TCU. I think I think how you are with Grady Dick and like you enjoy watching him play basketball, I think I'm the same way about Mike Miles. Yeah. I also, I don't know, in the TCU games that I've watched where Eddie Lampkin was healthy, he's just like a really high energy. Oh, he's so fun man. to watch. Every time he scores, he, I mean. He lets everybody know about oh, it. Oh, yeah. He's screaming, running down the floor. He's a fun guy to watch. Yeah. So I think, I think just, just for the uh, watchability, <laughs> the view, how, like how easy it is to watch the game. I think TCU is probably my favorite. Like, te- I mean, Texas is good. Personal bias there. Baylor. I I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's like I'm just kind of getting fatigued by Baylor just because they've they've, they've been, been just so good. Top of the food chain. They're the they're not years. they're not the most. I I wouldn't say they're the most fun team to watch. I was gonna say Baylor too. That's why I gave my honorable mention. But I just I couldn't pick them number one for that reason. Yep. I don't know. That's fair. I think that. Um, it's going to be hilarious uh, if if TCU kind of slides into that six or seven seed range, because people won't pay too much attention to that. Like that haven't watched college basketball, I'll be picking TCU to upset whatever top seed it that that is on their side of the bracket. Because a healthy TCU team, we saw what they did against Kansas. Like they're going to be one of the best teams in the country. Yep. So, yep. I like your pick there. All right. Well, that was a fun little little bit of fun banter. Um, if you guys have any suggestions for us, you want us to talk about anything specific, let us know. DM us. Uh, we'll put out some some questions hopefully this week. Uh, I made some I made some posts that we're going to start putting out on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. So let us know what you guys think about those. Um, Greg, you got anything else for the listeners this week? Not much. Just another good week of basketball. So we'll, we'll be looking forward to it. We'll be watching. Yeah. Yeah. We're really excited. If, um, if we do decide to change the day that we're going to drop an episode, we will let you know at least a week beforehand. Um, but plan on it like big 12 tournament first weekend of March madness. We will probably release the episode before those games happen. Um, but yeah, 
Tell your friends about the podcast. Tell your family about the podcast. We would love for more Big 12 fans to listen or non-Big 12 fans. And you just want to learn about the Big 12 in general. That's that's what we're here for. Um, Yeah. I don't think we have anything else for you guys this week. But thank you. We love you. Goodbye.